Kaboom! Hey, what's going on, guys? Ty from Breaker Culture, part of the Bench Clear Media Network. And today I have another great guest, someone who was on the show four months ago and surprised me with how interested folks were with what he was talking about. And so I thought, you know what, let's have him back on and talk about really how bots and cook groups are continuing to evolve and fit within the hobby. Um, so I have Roman back on. Roman runs a, a cook group that's growing. And uh, we talk about the increased prices on bots, investing in bots, the differences between them, and really what the mindset is of people coming into group, cook groups now. Um, I don't think it'll be anything too surprising to you, but it always is, is interesting to me figuring out kind of what, what are people thinking as they enter the sports card hobby now? And so we break that down and, uh, as always some good takeaways and good perspective from Roman, go check out Roman and everything he's doing over there in his cook group. You'll find the, the, the link in the show notes. Also go check out collectorplayer.com. It is a, a website that is focused on providing very specific information about primary rookie cards, secondary rookie cards, PSA pop reports. Um, it provides Google news alerts uh, and all kinds of other stuff that's in one spot. You go to collectorplayer.com, you type in the player you're looking for, you find the rookie card to collect, and you see other pertinent information that you might need as you're collecting your specific player. So go check it out, collectorplayer.com. Enjoy the show. <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, good. How are you? Thanks for having me on here again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have you back. You had one of the most talked about shows in the last six months for me. I think it's one of those like people saw bots and they were just polarized that this even existed. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad it, to have you back. It, it took the community by storm. I know that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Something like that. First off, how's life? How's the work, school, life balance right now for you um i mean it's it's yeah it's all about consistency at the end of the day you know just um putting in 110 percent every day and kind of looking at it as in like the end goal because you're you're in classes right yeah i have um my classes are basically uh like they say asynchronous which is you kind of do it whenever you can so it's you know not the best education but it, it is what it is how how different is it for you with the COVID rules right now? Did, did it totally wreck your flow or is it? Yeah. Kind of um, a lot of people honestly like working at from home, but I personally can't. I need to get out the house, even if it requires more financial loss or more time being wasted. I'd rather get out the house and talk to people than yeah. sit at home. That's just my personal like perspective on it. Yeah. It's funny. It sounds good on paper and then you do it and you're like, yeah, I think I'd rather be in, in class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm dealing with that with my kids. The first month was like, this is great, loving this. Got a new MacBook. Now it's like I cannot get back to school fast enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, <back> exactly. <laughs> um, 
How, what about sports, man? Have you been you've been hot and heavy in sports, keeping up with everything? Um, yeah, so I got heavy back into basketball, you know, just because I started investing. So you kind of have to follow your investments, see what's going on. And football, football's ending, you know, at the time that we're recording this. But um, it's it's interesting. I, I guess I kind of fell off from my, my – I used to be a diehard Eagles fan, like the, yeah. year that we, the year that we were going into the Super Bowl. And then after that, you know, we just started um, going downhill. And you're just like, I can't suffer anymore. <laughs> it hurts hard enough. So it's just like I'll be quiet until we're back in a couple of years. There you go. You'll you'll have your rotation back into it. Yeah, that's for sure. Getting rid of uh, Doug Peterson, I think, was probably the right thing. Seemed like I agree. Yeah, we're just not having that. Tired of him. Yeah. <laughs> was it four years ago you went to the Super Bowl? Five years ago? Five, I think five around there. Oh no, it was four, four, four. Yep. Was four it four? Yeah. Four. That quick wow. they turn on him. Time flies. Philly, 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 Philly. What about products, man? Are you? Uh, what products have you liked so far from the sports car perspective? Um, I mean, I've always been a Prism fan. The one thing that's kind of scaring me is the prices for retail. No, like, oh come on, even I'm not scaring today, you. Hoops for three fifty—that's absurd. And then Donruss is around a thousand. Like, I don't even want to know what Prism is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like two thousand dollars, like a hobby box. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. it's just absurd. It's just absurd. Yeah, what's crazy is that. And I don't quite remember on release what 1920 Prism was going for, but I mean, it's looking like it's this year's 2021 is going to open higher than it was last year, 1920. Oh, 100%. It's a lot, a lot higher. I would say maybe like three, four times as much. And you got Zion, Ja Morant, Tyler Hero, et cetera, versus what? Versus Wiseman and Wiseman um, and Ball, LaMelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desmond Bain. It's yeah, it's crazy. Very interesting. And yeah. it's kind of funny. They're trying to still milk uh, the last year's draft class. Cause if you look at it, uh, even the NBA hoops that dropped today, they had the pictures of like Zion Ja on their Panini website. Like they didn't even upload any like Wiseman cards or anything. It was just like trying to milk last year's draft class. Yeah. It's funny. I was joking with uh, one of our, uh, our folks in, in our discord channel, JK, he he was actually pinging me today. He's like, it's it's funny seeing all these new collectors come in that still think John Morant and Zion Williamson are are rookies. <laughs> yeah, they're just being so promoted. The face of the of the sport right now, they're not rookies, guys. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not. <laughs> it it doesn't help that there's no new products out. We I'm, I'm glad to see hoops finally hitting the market. So what do you from like from your Discord channel and your cook group? When there's no product out, what do you guys focus on? Like, what are the what are the hobbyists focusing on right now? So mainly, we've been doing Star Stock. Okay. Um, and I know, like, well, before when we hopped on, I I wasn't like very familiar with it, but now, like, it's I see so much money to be made from it, and I'll even give like your listeners like a quick tip to make kind of simple money on it. So if you go on eBay, I'll use like Jackson Hayes as an example. His rookie card, Prism, sells for around a dollar to two. And mm-hmm. on Star Stock, it sells for 10. So you could, you know, make a nice eight, seven dollars um, if you just send it in and wait the month. And, you know, if you do that with 10 or 100 cards, as long as there's demand, you'll be able to move it. 
Interesting. So when you say you as a, as a cook group, you guys are doing that. What are you guys kind of collaborating on players and you're giving suggestions to go buy yeah, it? So, so we send, um, every day we send auctions, um, you know, of pot- potential players that we think are good and potential cards that we think are good. Cause we don't want you sending in like, a you know, it's almost a grading. You wouldn't want to grade a car that's an eight. And well, at the end of the day, we, we tell people, you know, like, listen, if this card is a certified, if you, 100% to 10, send it off to grading because at the end of the day, you're going to have much greater ROI, even though you are going to have to wait longer in terms of, especially with football right now, you're, yeah, you can send it into PSA right now. I mean, to star stock right now, but you're still going to have to wait until preseason or midseason to start selling. So if you're going to wait six months, you might as well send it a PSA. Yeah. But basketball, you know, it takes probably like a month um, if you don't have fast pass for players to get in on Starstock. And, um, you know, a lot of my group uh, members have like some, are doing like weekly submissions. They just like buy up cards. They buy like, you know, 20, 30, 40 cards a week. Like let's say five profit on each. You send it into Starstock. It's, um, you know, it's a decent, decent come up. Uh, yeah, interesting. That's, that's a great strategy. Yeah, I think getting the qualifiers like Starstock A, Starstock B, Starstock C changes the game a little bit, but. That's, right, that's, that's, great, where, that's where we come in a bit and, you know, do the research, like, at least look at the card when we send it in, especially on the player who we think it's kind of a good uh, auction, they should go for it. And then we kind of tell you that you got to, like, let's say a five, it's selling at 15. Um, this yeah. is, like, your potential profit. And then, like, do you send it in, do this, and do that with it. So if the new guys coming in, would you say, or even just your your crew now, uh, where are they losing? Like, what, what are you seeing as a common mistake from these guys when they're buying and selling cards right now? Um, good question. So some of like the, the new guys that are coming in, they're just buying any product. Yeah. And I could even hold some of my staff, like my Pokemon staff, who's into football, but doesn't know football cards. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> He's buying like, um, like, 50, he bought like I mean it worked out well for him, but he bought uh the Brady like certified this year's cards, uh, like the nineteen uh twenty certified Brady cards. And at first though, this is before you know he won, so he got lucky and was able to flip them. But I was like, uh, you know, this is like a very low brand. It's not a rookie card, and it's you know it's a it's like a at this point like a fortieth year Brady. I don't even know how long this guy's been in the league. <laughs> Probably longer than I've been alive. So it's you know, you're getting something like that. And I just I try to tell them stick to mainly rookie cards unless you're getting um someone who because the market will definitely shift. Even vintage. Vintage has blown up and basketball mainly and I think football's up next. There's so much money to be made in football vintage. Yeah. I I agree. You just need to tell your guys that the silvers are just the V maxes, right? And that that really good player is a super rare V max. That's all it is. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all that's, it that's is. the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Nice. So you're saying that people, what you're seeing is folks are jumping in, they're getting into essentially a sport they don't know anything about, and just assuming everything works. And as we both know. Most of these cards don't work right now in general. You have to be very knowledgeable about which players, what specific cards, if you're going to flip them quick. 
Yeah, so it you know it all depends on the on the market. Um, it's I would say stars like I'll talk about Starstruck right now. It's a lot easier when it comes to football because you do have like a sixteen game. You know, you don't have a game every day, so you kind of have time to yeah. analyze. Okay, you know, you have Stephon Diggs getting covered by like a, like a, a very Jaylen like Ramsey. a rookie cornerback. So, sure. yeah, the, oh, okay, yeah, like Jalen Ramsey. So he might not have a good game. Cause, but let's say he's covered against, you know, like a rookie cornerback or someone who's new, he might have a, you know, like a hundred yard game, like 10 catches, something like that. And his sky, uh, you know, price will skyrocket. Yeah. So that's something, something that you have to, you know, think about. But in basketball, you have a game every other day. It's so many factors. So, you yeah. know, I kind of tell like guys are like, buy this guy and eventually he will have a breakout game and that's when you sell him. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I think, I think star stock has finally made it possible to trade kind of matchups and performances. It was too hard to do that before, but you, now you can actually do that. You can buy and sell based on what you see in matchups and the next couple of weeks. It's a great thing. I, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, basically it's basketball. You know, the tip is just pick up a guy, like even we have a like Gary Trent jr. When he was down, and eventually he'll have a good game or two, and that's when you sell. Buy low, sell high. Simple concept. How many of these guys would you say actually collect that are setting aside and and, and building a collection of their own? I say 50-50. We do have a lot of people who do like vintage. That's the kind of the interesting part to me. You know, we have some people who like are strictly vintage, like mainly the older guys, um, who are like in their forties or like mid thirties. Those are, those are the guys who are in the vintage, but then you have kind of like my generation. These guys, like, we're all about like quick flips, you know, kind of like I need it now. Yeah. That's like something like I noticed. That's interesting. So you're saying demographic wise, you're the, the 30 to 40 year olds tend to hold stuff a little bit more and the younger guys are just like, get me in and out of this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would think so. You know, uh, of course they still collect and all that stuff, but, um, yeah. It, it's 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 interesting. What are you personally collecting right now? What's kind of your stuff that you're holding? Um, so for the next uh next six months, it's strictly football, just because that's um when it's going to explode. You know, in different terms of basketball, because basketball you buy off season, sell playoffs, but football yep. you buy off season, sell sell preseason. So I'm going heavy in the next um, you know. like four or five well i'm trying to go heavy this month so i have enough time to send to psa and then we unload no baseball for you what about the cook group in general you guys focusing on baseball Uh, you see um yeah we have we we have a baseball staff of course but um i never grew up watching baseball i know as much as you know (laughs) as someone who doesn't know baseball i barely know anything so it's it's just I, it's not something I'm going to invest in because I don't know about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Where would you say outside of like your discord folks, like your generation, where do you gravitate to find information on sports cards these days? Do you go to Facebook? Do you go to social and Twitter and YouTube? Um, so for my generation, no, it's Facebook. I feel like um, Facebook is a bit difficult to deal with people there. Uh, it's uh, honestly other. It's uh, it's uh, it's probably other Discord, uh, other Discord yeah. groups or in, okay. or Instagram pages of people's. Um, that's 
kind of like the best way, you know, what I really want to get out of it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I should have just assumed Instagram. I feel like I get hit up more by the younger generation on Instagram. I just had a guy today who bought something for me on eBay and he shot me a message on Instagram versus sending through the eBay, <laughs> eBay message system. Cause yeah. that's just, I think what he was thinking. Natural. I mean, it's honestly easier to reach on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It is. It's a great platform for communicating. Um, but that's good. That's good perspective. It's kind of, I've always liked to let listeners know, because I think the, the majority of my listeners are probably not younger generation. They're probably in the middle there, you know, upper 20s, upper 30s. It's good to hear what you're thinking. And I mean, there's a whole lot of the young 20s entering the sports card market right now. And you guys are moving and shaking. Oh yeah, so, it's and most most of them are the the resellers. I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it seems like. So let let's shift the, the topic a little bit to to bots right now. I know that was a obviously a, a big topic of ours last time. What has and hasn't been working with the bots? I know there's a big push for some of these vendors like a Panini and Tops to shut down or block bots out. I know top shot now on the digital side is really trying to make sure bots don't, don't uh, ruin the experience. What's working right now from your guys' bots. So, um, honestly it's gotten pretty simpler actually since the last time we spoke. Really? Uh, bots have gotten better. Uh, I had a buddy today. He's a, yeah, a buddy today in my group. Um, I think he got four boxes of hoops for like you know like they spent like 1.2k on it even though hoops didn't have as much profit i wasn't even able to cart manually like that's how it was difficult it was because and because bots are able to cook panini now like the website not only walmart or target they're also take able to take panini so you know my guy uh, one of my like members with with the bot called ksr he you know he got four uh, nba hoops which you would not be able to do manually Interesting. So you're saying bots are the bots are adjusting faster than a site like Panini is adjusting. And so they're they have the upper hand. Right? 100%. And and it all it also depends on the bot because you know I've, since our last call I have been doing like re- researching a lot about it and it all depends on their coding team. So, you know, these guys are very smart people and it, all, it a lot of it depends on the bot. For example, there's a bot it's called um Stellar and it's it's a decent buy it's like 80 bucks but there's a reason why you have like such little success rate it's almost like when you're gambling with it because you know you have 2000 people using this one bot at 80 bucks a month and when you have 2000 people trying to go for the same item you're going to have a lower success rate because you know the the website's eventually going going to figure out that how to stop these 2000 algorithms in terms of when it's like a bot, like a which like a KSR, which is limited to you know like five hundred people, or even Dragon, which two hundred people own. Interesting. So, g- give the price deltas between a KSR, a Dragon, and a, a Stellar. What you said, eighty bucks for something like a Stellar. Okay. What does a KSR and Dragon cost? Yeah. So Stellar's like, okay, <laughs> this will blow your mind. <laughs> for uh, I'll start from like lowest to middle. So I love your um, excitement around this topic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Stellar is kind of open to everyone. They're still in beta. I think they should be releasing their quote unquote like you know out of beta, which I think is going to be the same thing. And it's around eighty bucks right now. 
Um, and like like I said before, I tried sell uh seller for um when they dropped those those packs on Panini like a week ago on the football ones. I forgot the name of those. Yep. Um. Okay. And so basically, my my buddy and I we both went for it with seller, and like we kind of figured out like the reason it didn't work is because if you look in the Discord, they have like two thousand other people, and you have two thousand other people going with this one bot for the same product. So that doesn't work. Then you have KSR. KSR is very limited. So how KSR was originally started, it was there was a group, and um, in this, it's kind of like a group, like a group, like our, like a cook group, and they had a raffle for this bot, and you basically got it for like very cheap. And if you want to buy it now, it's around like three to four thousand. It's yeah, it's an expensive bot. So you <laughs> and, mean like, but you know, it's, buy it if, for your group, not for yourself. Buy it for your group. No, for your for yourself, for one person. Whoa. Okay. So you yeah you're spending three you're spending three to four thousand on, on you know on for yourself. You know you kind of have to think of it like long term because if you're able to get you know, five ten boxes of prism, it at least covers the halfway. And the thing is, KSR also works on you know shoes, um like Nike, Shopify, Walmart, Target. So I recommend KSR. If you're into like you know just a flipping, yep. And then you have Dragon. <laughs> you ready for this one? <laughs> yes, I'm bracing myself. Okay, so there's only 200 uh, copies in the world, and my buddy just actually got it. He won like uh, four ways with like his friends on it, but it's um it was eighteen thousand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. which is a car. It's it's eighteen thousand, uh, but he said, you know, he's um, it mur like he. This guy told me literally like, murders Walmart Target. Like he's running me slots. So if you want, if you want to hop on like another podcast in like a month or two, and I'll let you know if I have like a nice wall of um products. <laughs> oh my goodness! So let's say I. I'm interested. I want to go buy Dragon. I want to buy access into Dragon. There's it's there's only 200 spots. So in other words, is are those spots already filled up, or do, does someone else have yeah. to free so up your, spot to me? So those spots are already filled up. Basically, um, I doubt they're going to drop any more copies. Maybe very few. Uh, what you would have to do is you would have to buy it from someone who would charge you maybe like 20. Got it. So they're market. They're gonna market. So up that's another thing about bots. Yeah. So bots are almost like an investment. Um, if they do really well, they eventually do increase in price. So you know, um, there's like bots which started off for like a thousand, like more like Splash Force. I'll give it. It's more like a sneaker bot, for like Shopify. It started off for like a thousand. Now it's worth like fifteen hundred, two thousand. So you know, even there, you made. If you were decided to sell it right now, you're up five hundred to thousand dollars, and from the addition of everything that you were able you know to buy product wise okay okay uh i i think i mentioned this last time but like what when i hear this this is literally the only thing that goes through my mind uh this right here <laughs> real steel uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's i, I want to go battle my bot against somebody else um so you, you really piqued my interest this time. So let's say I, I'm very interested in KSR then. There's there's 500 mm -hmm. spots, you said. Three or 4,000 bucks, somewhere in there. 
I either got to hope they open up another spot or I got to buy it from somebody else, or I need to jump in a cook group with someone like you who's already got access to a bot and I'm just splitting off, hoping I get to split off some product. Is that right? Uh, yeah. No? So we do, we try to, we try to run slots for uh, our members, like uh, our okay. members, you know, uh, my guy who, who just got dragon, uh, Nikki, he's like, he's like, you know, he's been in like the bot game for a while. So he's helped me out a lot. And, um, but we've mostly been running slots on seller. And like I said before, seller has not been doing very well at all. So I, I don't know. I don't know if he's, if we're going to be able to run slots on dragon just because of how, you know, expensive it is to ma even manage it. Um, but if in terms of, you know, if he even gets like a new bot or something like that, we're always there to kind of help out our group. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when you're battling against somebody, a uh, bot that is so exclusive and it's so expensive, I'm assuming these bots are always being modified, always being updated with, you know, the right algorithms and things like that. Is that fair? Is it a constant process? Every day. Yeah, every day. Every, every day. day. Wow. So someone who buys an access to something like dragon there, are they to the point where they can get really as much as they want, they're just going to be capped by the amount of money they can spend on that. Correct. Product. So when it comes to something like this, at the end of the day, you also do need capital for product. Um, and that's kind okay. of, I was, I was yep. even speaking to my friend Nick today. I'm like, cause he bought it and I'm like, what's going to be your main issue. And he just told me <laughs> my credit card limit, <laughs> like, because this, this is the kind of bot where, you know, you see like people on Instagram, like with like a hundred pair of shoes, like yeah. in one delivery, this, that's that bot. That's what it's doing. It's, it's, you know, it's able to bring you home 20, 30, 40 pairs of like sneakers, uh, you know, boxes. You're just like, imagine like you waking up, you have a delivery of like 30 uh, cases of prism for retail. <laughs> you just kind of made half your money back on KSR. Or you uh, know, um, dragon. So it's, it's an investment. Insane. Insane. Okay. Yeah. So again, people listening, th that's what you're competing against, right? You wonder why you can't go in and manually add something to a cart. Someone dropped $18,000 in a bot that's doing it for, for them. <laughs> uh, and there's 200 other people probably doing the same thing with that same bot. In insane. Insane. Yep. Have you, right. have you seen with like a KSR or a, a dragon where it just, it was the algorithms weren't working correctly it just wasn't maybe updated to to meet this the criteria for that particular product and it just didn't work does that happen often oh 100 even even today even today um i actually had one of my members who joined this week he actually joined from our previous podcast he found out about it he rented ksr for the month which cost him 300 and he was really excited for the hoops and um until we know we found out that there's very low resale price on it. It was like, it came out to like $50 profit. And, um, but he still ran for it and he had KSR, but it was his first time running the bot ever. And he wasn't able to do it because, you know, there's so, so many factors. Like you have to get the right proxies. Uh, do you have like the right um, account set up? But, you know, it's a, it's a learning process. He messaged uh, the guy in, in my group as well, who cook, who also ran KSR. And you kind of like take it down, like, okay, what worked, what didn't work? How come you were able to get it? And that wasn't. 
So that's how you have to go into it. It's, you know, you, you, even like whenever like I tell someone like when they get a bot, like I'm like, don't expect, you know, it's a lot harder than you think. And it, there's a learning curve to it. But once you get it down and once you become very good at it, you have to study how other people bot, like which proxies work, what works on this side, what doesn't work on this side. Then you really get the hang of it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the more you explain it, the more I realize why people are so ingrained in that culture because it is a culture. I mean, it's 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 a job. It is you're investing that type of money. Yeah, you're gonna end up spending that type of money on product. You you got to invest yourself. Right. Yeah. No. Wow. 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 You you can't just spend you know four thousand. Yeah. You can't just spend like $4,000 and expect it to do all the work for you. It, <laughs> it requires you to learn, to, um, you know, research, to ask questions. And it kind of gives you like the tools and like, you know, you have staff of the bot to answer questions like, okay, how come I wasn't able to get, but it, it's not going to do it automatically for you. Got it. You're not going to spend the 4k and wake up the next morning with a bunch of prism on your doorstep. Not going to work. Nope. You're not. <laughs> Um, fascinating. Okay. So it, help me understand in the role of, of maybe your cook group and then cook groups in general. Again, th- this is evolving. I feel like even since we talked four months ago, three months ago, it's changing really fast. What is the role of a, of a cook group in the hobby right now? Um, as of right now, it's probably provide as much, uh, information, tools and opportunity, uh, whatever it is to make profit. Got it. So you uh, would you know, say from, from, from investments to yep. like, if there's a drop, like restock um, to even like small things like in Pokemon, there's like a Pokemon um, McDonald's and Pokemon collab, I think this weekend. And, you know, even like our group, like, you know, like, listen, guys, there's a restock, there's a collab on this and we'll have resale value if you like one of the first people to get it. Got it. So information, you are basically paying for information, access to constant flows of information. Correct. Yes. Nice. What, what does it cost to join your group today? Or do, are you accepting? Um, so yeah, as of right now, we, um, it was 25, uh, for the first month and then 10, but I think we're going to cut it down to just 10 because I, I do want to, um, you know, just grow the audience side as much of the capital. As long as I'm breaking even and that's where I'm at right now. So I'm just honestly just open to kind of people, you know, as long as my group is happy and we have more members, I'm willing to do less as long as we get more people. So that's kind of like the way I'm going about it. And, you know, eventually (laughs) I do want to add a lot, like having my own in, in group bot would be fantastic, except it costs $10,000 to code one. (laughs) So that's not something I can afford yet. (laughs) Uh, I get it, man. The vision is big, but, um, it takes a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I I've peeked into your cook group many times just to see what's happening. And, uh, there, there's a place for it for certain people. I I absolutely believe that. And I think you got some folks from the last podcast we did that popped in and wanted to have access to this. So it's much more than just, uh, Hey, sign up and get access to a bot. It's let's get information and share information with each other. So I I, I do agree. Yeah. Tell me about. So look, we're coming off the heels of the GameStop craziness. The pump and dump uh, was real, right? It's still happening. But yeah, when you when you hear 
like the terms manipulation and pump and dump in relation to the hobby. What do you think? What do you think about it? You think that's that's a real thing happening? Do you mm. think uh, your your group is a part of that, or what's what's your take? I I I do think it is a real thing, um, yeah. and if, if if my audience was large enough, it would definitely be a thing. But yeah. you know, when you have only two hundred people, you can't really expect a pump and dump. But when yeah. you have an audience of millions, then you can expect a pump and dump. So, so how kind we, of where you have to be careful with even yeah go ahead sorry no go finish your thought yeah go ahead yeah so you know even like some so, there's a lot of money to be made as you know yeah. even as we saw in the stock market with the pump and dump a great one is gary v so you know whenever he posts um a card or something my, my buddy always says you're you're either first or you're last so we always, even that, even that, like my group is in general, whenever we even see Gary Vee posting something card related, we know it's kind of like an automatic buy because as soon as he says it, like just buy up the first thing you see, because eventually people will, if it's like a, a four hours later, even a day or a week later, people will sort of buy it and it will all automatically increase in value. I could even yep. use uh, Devin, Book, Devin Booker as an example. Um, I know he pumped and dumped, um, well, he didn't dump, not that I know, but he pumped up the price of Devin Booker heavy before the season started even. He went from being like, I think, $400, like a PSA 9 to a, a PSA 10 to 1000 in the span yeah. of a week when the guy without the guy even playing a game. <laughs> it was right. in the offseason. So, like, like, you know, like, what do you expect from that? Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think is – your role then in terms of taking advantage of that do you do you firmly believe that you should be jumping on the train of someone like Gary V that first few days for a few hours and and that and and try to ride it as much as you can is that is that how you play it typically um so hypothetically yes but not always if that makes sense that's not like our only strategy obviously you know because at the end of the day you do have player performance you have um, other things. And I do believe it is a lot harder to pump and dump like physical objects, like a, certain, such as cars in, in terms of compared to stock. So that takes a little bit more time, you would say. You're not going to see an increase in, you know, one to two days as much as four car, sports cars would take maybe a month or a week. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's time uh, to, to make it. It's a bit of a hold. And it's also a, a larger risk. Yeah. Well, I think to that point, that's why we see cards on star stock selling for 10 versus, you know, two bucks on eBay. Right. Mm, yeah. It's liquid. Do you, exactly. Uh, are you seeing the manipulation happen quite a bit on star stock and is it concern you a little bit or is it, um, you see it as star stock, no, I only seen star stock, um, pump and dump. You would say is when a player performs good and then poorly. Which makes which is how the market should be. It's a healthy market, in my opinion. You know, yeah. when Colin Sexton dropped forty something against the Cavs and beat them, his yeah. price skyrocketed. And and then the next day, when or like a couple of days later, when he played like the Knicks and put up twelve, it plummeted. Which makes sense. Which yeah. is like how the market should be. So I do not see that yeah. with Sarsak, not as of yet. Okay. 
Yeah, th- that'll be interesting because there there is a there's limited inventory of most players. You know, you're talking like sub 50, sub 100 in most cases. So you can move the market really quick. It'll be interesting to see what happens when there's four or 500 cards of a player because that's going to happen, right? People are waiting for their submissions to be mm-hmm. worked through the system. If it's going to be harder to move player prices when there's so much more inventory, that'll be the key. As long as they keep increasing their demand, right. then they should be fine. But um, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about it even like you could you could seriously manipulate the market as of right now. If you buy up, you know, all the um, all the cards, the only thing that's kind of stopping is the constant like people sending in their cards. But if you got on Star Soccer early, you were definitely 100% able to manipulate the market. And you still can. If you buy out, you know, like a, a hundred, uh, like, you know, like I'll just use like, um, who can I use? Like yeah. Justin Herbert and send them to Star Stock, you will most likely control it. Yeah, you're right. No, I think that's what we were seeing in really some of the mid 80s to early 90s stuff right now. Some would say junk wax, where like the 1990. Fleer Jordan, that there's a 330 whatever PSA 10 pop count. It's gone from 300 bucks to 900 bucks because people got excited about it. And there's just not enough, there's not enough PSA 10s out there. So easy to manipulate the market. Yeah. You're right. But it all comes out to, you know, supply and demand at the end of the day. You know, someone's willing to even pay like the the 86 um, Jordan card if someone's willing to buy it for a quarter mil or I think half a mil. For PSA 10, it's, you know, by all means, it's, you're buying it. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens as inventory hits star stock. And, and I think you nailed it. It's all going to come down to how much demand star stock can drive. They got to continue to bring in the traffic, the buyers, the people interested. So that's a good point. What, exactly. what do you guys, what do you guys think about digital products? I know top shot is, is massive right now. It's got a lot of mind share what how are you taking advantage of that what's your thoughts on it and digital products in general okay it's a gr- it's a great way to make money right now i do not it will, i don't think it will survive more than two years and i personally think it was just a way for the nba because it's um it's a, it's ran by the nba and right. they just kind of had a scrambling idea because they lost so much money during covid as to how they could generate some revenue. And a lot of people don't see that, but that's where I think it really is. Yeah, it's a deal between NBA and the NBA Players Association. So I think actually players get a piece of it too, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you're right. Yep, makes sense. Yeah. I, you Uh, know, the one thing that it lacks is when I always think of it, it's a, a sport card, like a physical one. It's completely different than just owning a clip of something because unless they do something where you could like redeem the clip, you know, to maybe use some sort of art because sports cards have become like an art piece now. You know, yeah. I even like when you have like friends come over, you know, you like you enjoy showing them like your cards or even talking about it. You may not even have, like I don't see how people pay like twenty five hundred dollars for a clip from, you know, just to like like what do you like it's a physical digital thing. It's it's just mine like still bothers me even though I'm like you know I'm like a young kid it's, it's my generation should be on this but I still <laughs> prefer like the physical card. I was just gonna say that man, this is your generation stuff. You're supposed to be all in. Yeah, uh, you're you're the first. Uh, I, I'm I'm not. Downer. I'm personally not in on it now. 
I am. So it's, I don't see him making more than two years. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Not more than two years that, uh, I honestly would be surprised if it lasts longer than that. Um, yeah. Are, are you guys, are you using the cook group and kind of your information flow to, to help with trends and buying opportunities inside of top shot? Um, yeah, so we're currently working on setting up monitors for Top Shot. Whenever there are uh, releases, we try to let the guys know. Um, it you know it has been brought to my attention heavy, and you know there's a good way to make money on it right now. So that's something we have to jump on. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's in the works already. Nice, very nice. Well, for anyone that wants to get a head instant and headache, this all just go jump in the Discord channel for Top Shot. And about 30 seconds later, you're going to have a headache because uh, it is absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah. inside that Discord channel. It's a, you, will, you see a comment and about 15 seconds later, you it see is. like 300 more comments. <laughs> but I don't, I don't advise that for sure. All right, man. Let's, let's wrap it up with a couple of... This has been great, by the way. This has been yeah. absolutely great sharing information. Um, talk to me about some of the players you like. I know you're... If I recall, you you mentioned either John Wall or Bradley Beal last time, and I mean, mm-hmm. look, rising tide. Every player has basically gone up from, you know, 2018 and earlier. What uh, what players do you like now? Um, good one. I'm still heavy on Colin Sexton. I'm waiting for a couple. I have maybe five rookie cards prisms to come back from grading, so that will be interesting. Um, you know, the guy's like 23, 24 years old, if not younger. So I see him being around as, um, you know, uh, Garland as a hold, the the young those young guys, um, Ja, not a fan of Zion at all, and you've kind of seen the dip where Ja PSA ten surpassed a thousand, yeah. and it kind of switched roles, and you know Zion PSA ten is now at six or like six fifty ish, still heavy on Ja Trey Trey Young, um, and John Collins is a great time to buy right now because they're down. But, you know, these are Trey Young is, uh, you know, generational player and a 30 points per game scorer. I think, I think they're just having a rough patch. So they're down right now. So if you want to take advantage of it, this is right now. It's a great time to buy. Yeah, no, you're right. It's interesting. Um, first off, Colin Sexton just turned 22. Uh, he is incredibly young. Uh, that, that's that's one phenomenal. Of, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite players by far in the NBA. I mean, I've been – Talking up Colin Sexton for a while. I think he's, I think he's outstanding. Unfortunately, he's in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. I, I think it's fascinating to see right now the, the 1920 class, although it's highly touted, it, it's not performing that well. It's just not, um, it's performing okay, but yeah. it's not performing like at the price level that we would have expected. And that was gonna happen. It was just gonna yeah. happen. Great. But, People uh, started realizing, even Luca. I think Luca is very much overpriced, and yeah. mostly because of the, mostly because of the pop. That's the main issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. What is his pop report at right now? Uh, PSA ten, I think eighteen thousand prism. Tell you it is as of yesterday. It is fifteen thousand five hundred ninety. Wow. That's so you basically need 15,000 people who are willing to pay more, more than 1500 bucks for the value to go up. Right. Yeah. It's dropped 130 bucks in the last, uh, in the last week. Yeah. It's adjusting. The price is just adjusting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on jaw. I'm with you on Zion. I, I totally agree there. And I'm with you on Trey. I think Trey is a generational player. I think people wish a year and a half ago, they would have taken advantage of Trey young. They're probably going to wish a year and a half from now, they would have jumped in on John Moran. That's what I think is going to happen. Or all Colin Sexton. Yeah. Agreed. But, uh, yeah. There's, cool, you know, right. um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yep. No, it's interesting, you know, how everything plays out now, but, um, if, Whenever like we see something like someone's performing well, we kind of just like let the group know. Yeah, no, that's good. It, it's it's hard to stay on top of stats and constant performances, so I can see how that'd be an incredible value add, especially for ten bucks a month. So, all right, so I'll I'll put the link to your Discord in the show notes. Where else can people find you? I know you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel. You just need to do it. I think people will, will gravitate towards it. Where else can people find yeah. you? Yeah, so um, if you guys, you know, I'll probably start it up soon. Just Card Snipers on YouTube. Um, on Instagram, you can find us on Card Snipers. On Twitter, you can find us on Card Snipers. Uh, we mainly use Twitter and Instagram for it. And the Discord, you know, uh, Ty will post uh, in the description below or wherever it is. And, yeah, that's the place. And CardSnipers.com. The, those are the place to find us. There you go. All of it will be in the show notes. Roman, always fun to, tech, to catch up with you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, with you as well. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, man. Have a good week. You as well.